Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 24, Safety Inspections. On this one, we'll sit down, um, talk about the reason why we do safety inspections, who should be doing the safety inspections, and not just that, but you always have to have follow-up. You just can't say, yeah, I found something that looks great, um, and then nobody does anything about it. Um, I get it, money and time is not endless, but you got to have a plan for corrective action. Uh, and then, of course, you obviously have to uh, implement that plan. So let's just cover a couple slides here. So the reason why we do a safety inspection. Um, this is just a definition that works for me. You could probably find things that are just a little bit different. But the one that I like is safety inspections are systematic reviews of workplaces, equipment, and processes to identify and mitigate safety hazards and risk. Safety inspections are essential to ensure workplaces comply with safety standards and regulations and prevent accidents, injuries, and illnesses. Um, that's just a definition that works great for me. You may you may look at something that's a little bit different for you. I would say that if you're doing a safety inspection only because somebody says do a safety inspection, um, really sit down and understand the why that you're doing this. Um, everything has to have a benefit out there. And the benefit can't be because somebody said I have to do it on a monthly inspection. I'll rip through the workplace and say, I didn't find anything. All right, good enough. I'm now done. I can now move on to things that I'm going to call productive. Um, you're not doing this because you're worried about OSHA. You're not, you know, you should be doing this because you care about the people, the workplace. You want the company uh, to do well, all those kinds of uh, things out there then. So when we talk about the intervals, most people are doing a monthly in, uh, safety inspection, but really we're actually doing a safety inspection every time we walk through um, the workplace. If we see something and we accept that something is wrong because we're busy, we're in a hurry, um, maybe it's super uncomfortable. There are some people who don't like to, in air quotes, have a confrontation, and it's not about a confrontation. It's just about, this is just the data that was found. You know, the following things were wrong and here's how we're going to sit down and correct them. And as a safety professional, I like to help people correct things, but I certainly do not do the safety inspections because they own the area. I'm sorry, I started to go on a little bit ahead of my, myself. So they own the area, the area owners. So I do not own the area. I can walk down and say that I that I want the following things done. And that's awesome and great, but I don't own the area. I don't own the people, the resources that go along with all this stuff then. And maybe there's a reason why the workplace is set up the way it is. It still has to meet safety standards, you know, obviously, and all that stuff. But Maybe it's maybe it's also me who doesn't understand the flow of the uh, materials that go through. So I like to let the people tackle their own places. Uh, I do get calls quite often when somebody says, I, I found something that's wrong, but I'm not really sure how to tackle this. Could you wander, wander down and help me to kind of figure out what to do for the next steps and all that? And that's great and awesome, of course, you know, because we, we, we want them to see us 
as somebody that they can work with, not somebody they're working against out there. Um, as a young young man, um, I was uh, really into you must do the following things because I, I said so and OSHA says this and says that. But there's a lot of ways to uh, skin a cat out there. Anytime that the owners can tackle their own areas, their own issues, it's always better because then they have that sense of of ownership, that sense of feeling that's their responsibility. It's not mine as the safety guy to find something wrong and then they go back and fix it. I like to also have um, the management walk through the areas at random intervals. I will set, set up these random intervals. I just kind of help with the goals and say, um, Vice President, I'd like you to walk through two of the uh, production areas this year. You figure out what two that you want to do, what month you want to do it, and all that good, all that good stuff. Because just like, um, just like any, anybody else, they should also know what's happening out there too. It's really easy to sit inside your cube in your office, not really understand what's going on out there, not 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 really see what's happening because you're so busy focused on numbers and production and everything else that you don't see the people you don't see what it takes to make these things happen and so now that we've kind of talked about the who and and uh, uh all that one thing that you have to tackle also is the training of the area owners and and um and management um Many folks believe that because they've been in the workplace for uh, five or ten years that all of a sudden when they get this promotion, they magically know safety stuff, too, at the same time. You know, so when you have a new supervisor, new area owner, new new person with the uh, with um, your company, you sit down, you walk them through, you go over the expectations, you go over the standards out there, you help the person out. You just don't give them a checklist and say, hey, you're uh, on your own now. You go figure this out. And maybe there's something wrong and maybe there's not because I haven't, haven't, haven't really trained you. I just want that checklist back, you know. So you really got to go back, help out those people to really understand exactly what they're, what, they're, uh, what they're doing. And let them know that you're there to help too, you know. So some things that we put on a checklist, really obvious for the safety professional but somebody um somebody who's not in safety will look at this and say i have no clue what this sentence means but i know i'm going to check it off because that person said it's it has to be done by the end of of the uh, month so always understand why work with folks so let's also talk about what we're going to look for out there you know so uh i have not found a one-size-fits-all there's a lot of different uh, templates out there and checklists and software things and all that. And all of them are great and awesome. You just have to make it dependent upon your work site. So some work sites are just office cubes and they have totally, totally different hazards. Doesn't mean that their hazards are not more or less severe. They're just different than somebody who might work uh, in it in some form uh, um, of a chemical plant with chemical issues out there. If you work at a uh, pharma place or maybe a place doing uh, like biology, you have to look at exposure to bacteria and viruses and other things out there too. Um, 
You might work in a uh, place where all that you do is work in offices. And so not that that doesn't have its own uh, issues, but you may have a, a whole issue where there's just a lot of uh, ergonomic issues where you may not find erg uh, the ergonomic issues in other workplaces out there then. So um, the big thing, of course, that a lot of people focus on, because these are really the easy, the easy low-hanging fruit, are the physical hazards. When you look at the unsafe uh, working conditions, the tripping hazards, electrical hazards, all those are, are I can't call them easy to uh, find, but um, those are the really common ones that, 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 that a lot of us focus in on. Um, we should always be trying to up our, up our game as much as we possibly can. Um, and then finally, some that we know that are, uh, we have to do on a monthly, um, on a monthly interval, regardless of how we're doing these safety inspections, is when we look at the safety showers and eye washes, um, portable fire extinguisher, emergency exit signs, all that kind of stuff then. Um, depending on um, your um, workplace, you may have a couple of these things, like the exit signs, where a person cannot physically touch the button. I always ask people, come up with a plan that somebody can do it from the ground. Don't take an office person who doesn't use a uh, ladder or other things. Have them go carry this ladder from point A to point B. Open up the ladder. Make sure it works. All that good stuff. Then get up there to press the button and say, yep, it works then. You know, come up with something that people can do right, right from the ground. Don't um, create a hazard by thinking that you're fixing a hazard at the same time. And then finally, we got to have some follow-up. We just can't say, yeah, I found something, uh, but it costs money. So if it costs money, we're not going to fix it. You know, you got it. You got to go back and correct these hazards then. So, and one of the pitfalls I find at many of the places I go to is that they just assign the action to a department. And there's no real date to anchor it. You know, it just has to be fixed, you know, by the facilities department. Well, and they, they don't, also don't talk about, so who's going to pay for this fix, you know? So as part of it, come up with some kind of a tracking spreadsheet, you know? Uh, obviously, it's really easy to do um, Excel and Google Sheets, you know, and all that stuff. To, but the big thing is assign a person to fix the hazard that's out there. Have a date that's anchored that it has to be done by. Maybe you have to buy parts, buy things. So you have to find some money and you have to uh, order something and maybe it takes a month to come in. What are the interim actions that you can put in place as you're waiting for the long-term solution? There's always something that you can do out there. You know, uh, With COVID, of course, we do have longer supply chains. So this is something that more and more companies are, are uh, having to do with just waiting for parts to come in from overseas too. So always have some kind of an interim action as you're correcting for the long-term action. And that is it for episode 24, Safety Inspections. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Dr. David Ayers. Please do me a big favor and send this to anybody out there that, that you think needs to have this information. So I'm trying to do everything I can to share the message on occupational safety. And it's all about helping out the people. We want to make these workplaces safer out there for everybody. Have a safe day.